0: Welcome back to the Skinny Confidential Him and Her Show. Today we have Crystal Fuentes, the founder of The Ladies Coach, a popular blog, podcast, and YouTube channel. On this episode, we discuss the relationship you have with yourself, confidence, victimizing yourself versus fueling yourself, using adversity to drive you, self awareness, the number one killer in relationships, core values, cheating, and intimacy in relationships.
1: For those of you who are new to the show, I am Lauren Everett, and I created the Skinny Confidential eight years ago now while attending San Diego State University. I was bartending, teaching pure bar and Pilates, and I was bored. I had this idea to create an online platform for women and connect everyone, everywhere, talk about tips, tricks, relationships, kind of everything in one place. Seven years, actually eight years now. Later, it's a YouTube channel, podcast, community, and
0: book. And I'm Michael Bostic. I'm an entrepreneur, investor, and business operator. I specialize in business development and direct-to-consumer sales. Over the last 10 years, I've developed, helped to develop, and manage multiple businesses in the online space. Most recently, the co-founder of Dear Media, a new kind of podcast company with an emphasis on female hosts and voices dear media will place women their stories and narratives at the forefront of conversation
1: so excited i don't know if you guys saw this announcement on michael's instagram or on my instagram but it is so exciting it's been something he's been working on for a long time with his partner dba
0: yeah and we're going to get into it in the show but before we do episode 100
1: you are making such an emphasis on episode no i'm 100. really not
0: i'm really not i'm not making an emphasis. Um, I wrote a little piece, though, oh for everybody. God. I wrote a little piece.
1: <laughs> Do you it's want very, an Academy Award? It's
0: very moving. Okay. I got a little tear to my eye. Did was, you really? No. Uh, yeah, yeah. Let's, for dramatic effect, yeah. So, for episode 100, I jotted some things down, you know, make sure I didn't forget anything.
1: <laughs> you sure jotted some things down. Wow. Some, some
0: tear jerkers. <laughs> uh, it's almost like a, like a little speech, you know?
1: It's kind of like a Dear Diary moment.
0: But, um... Yeah. So, you know, as many of you guys know, uh, Lauren and I started this podcast to amplify our one-on-one interactions that we were having with many of you, right? We were getting a lot of Snapchat messages and a lot of Instagram messages, and we just couldn't keep up with it at scale.
1: So we were down in Cabo one day, and we've told this story before, but I just want to like reiterate it. We looked at each other, we were buzzed off skinny ginger margaritas, and Michael said, let's start a podcast.
0: Which at the time sounded like a good idea and i think it's you know maybe now it is a good idea but you know at the time we didn't have any audio experience none neither of us we had no idea how to produce it none no clue about sound equipment none Ooh. no idea where to host it it's what i learn no idea how to format it all we had process. was an idea and a drive to provide as much value and entertainment as possible
1: always value
0: and it got off to a little rocky start as you'll hear here i'm gonna play this old clip from our very first episode now that scares me okay.
1: all right all right all right right welcome. all right all right <laughs> welcome to the skinny confidential him and her podcast we are here this is our first one we're so excited I'm Lauren, I'm the creator of The Skinny Confidential. Some of you guys know me from my blog, and we've also got my fiance, Michael here, and Jordan. I will let Michael go ahead and introduce himself before we get started.
0: I'm Michael, Lauren's fiance, the uh, creative behind The Skinny Confidential. I'm, I'm just kidding, I'm not. <laughs> but, um.
1: So as you can hear, our audio was completely off. Michael interrupted me. I might have interrupted him a few times too. And we weren't the best at formatting questions. In fact, that was something that I feel like we've really had to learn and we still have to learn. It's definitely an art. But the point is, and and I hope we're an example of this, we kept pushing on. So if you're out there and you have an idea, I think that that's the theme here is pushing on, being patient, keep going, keep the drive, keep the ambition.
0: And uh, most of all, don't get discouraged. Like In, in the beginning, we had a lot of negative feedback which is always tough to swallow but at the same time we had so much amazing support from so many of you listeners so many of our community um, that it really like kept us going through it the whole time and I don't think we would have kept going without that support
1: yeah I mean you guys have been so incredible over the last 100 episodes honestly we cannot tell you how appreciative we are um, your messages your dms your rating your reviews we love you guys. Your Instagram stories, it's so incredible and you guys really have been the driving force behind the desire to create these episodes every week.
0: Yes. Yeah, so from us, I want to say thank you to all the listeners. Thank you for your attention, for your time, for your support over the last 100 episodes and then I want to say we will see you at 200. <laughs> oh my God. Uh, you know, I think 100 episodes is great and all but... Oh, here you he go. You know, for us, it's just an opportunity to acknowledge all the supporters of the show and to promise that we will continue to try and improve every week And on to 200.
1: On to 200.
0: And with that, on episode 100, I am very proud and excited to announce Dear Media. Dear Media is a new kind of podcast network with my partners, Digital Brand Architects. We're going to change the face of podcasting. So excited.
1: I just feel like this is the new way to podcast. Dear Media is going to help individuals conceptualize, develop, and produce customized audio content with an emphasis on female hosts and voices. Dear Media will place women, their stories, their narratives at the forefront of conversation.
0: Yeah. So being in the space the last two years, self-producing, joining a network, going back to self-producing, seeing the limitations, you know, I've really recognized that there are some major opportunities in the space, but there's also some major flaws and dear media aims to capture those opportunities and fix those flaws. We will be announcing talent over the following weeks and months and are very excited to support all the shows and talent that are on our roster. So Super exciting. pumped. Yeah. So media is changing and dear media is going to be at the forefront of that sea of change. Yes.
1: I love it, honey. Congratulations. Thank you. I'm very, very proud of Michael, you guys.
0: Well, I have I'm some gonna your good horn. support. And yeah. I have an amazing partner just to like, you know, DBA, Digital Brand Architects. For those of you that don't know them, they are digital talent management. And they basically invented talent management in the influencer space and really put that whole industry on the map. So very excited to partner with them. I know they're going to bring a lot to the table.
1: Congratulations, honey. When you can have a drink, we'll have some champagne.
0: I know. Still sober. Can you believe it?
1: Still sober.
0: All
1: right. So you guys should follow at Dear Media Studio.
0: Dear Media Studio, yeah.
1: On Instagram. Okay. So we spoke at GoodFest this weekend, which was so cool to, again, meet a bunch of you in person. I mean, that's my favorite part of the gig. Being able to interact and actually meet face-to-face. I feel like there's so much online and computer work that I do that to actually get out there. And hear what you guys are all about and see what you're doing and feel your energy is really incredible. Michael and I spoke about a medley of things. We spoke about branding and blogging and time management.
0: And refining your blog and making sure you have a niche that you're expressing and making sure that that message is clear and that you're not confusing you know, consumers or readers or listeners.
1: Yeah, we talked about story building, just kind of everything. Um, and then we did... I
0: gave the analogy that hard work... Is admirable but not impressive. And yes. I said that animals can work hard. That one was met with mixed reviews. But what I was trying to say is that you got to work hard and smart and strategic and focus. You can't just work hard because, mm-hmm. like, like I said, even animals can just work hard. You know, you could be like a plow horse and work hard. You so, saved
1: that quote for the podcast, and you.
0: Well, I said it during a speech, but I thought it was a good one, and I like it came out of nowhere, you know. So I felt good about it. You
1: put it in your rolodex.
0: Shocked a couple of people. They're like, "Whoa, what? This guy mm-hmm. doesn't like hard work." I'm like, "No, I love hard work," but doesn't impress me.
1: Okay. So then we moved to a private room and we got to do like a QA and a with some giveaway winners and hear like basically one-on-one what they're doing and what they're building and give them advice in any way we could. Um, and then from there, we went downstairs and there was like music and cocktails. They did like Rebel Vodka Stoli's Gluten-Free. Stoli has new gluten-free vodka, which is really cool. And um we just hung out. It was really fun. So, thank you to the Good Fest for having us as keynotes. It was a great time.
0: Valentine's Day is coming up. What have you got planned for me?
1: I actually do have a couple things planned. This wow. year I I know. I'm I'm like really really good this year. Like you should be shaken in your boots. Lauren,
0: is that you? <laughs> Fuck <laughs> you.
1: I have a couple things up my sleeve, Michael. Okay? Maybe a card even.
0: Wow. <laughs> Pull out all the stops, a card.
1: Emily, that works for me, actually got this new thing where she wrote down my handwriting and she's going to take my handwriting to this place that makes it so you can type on the computer, but the typing turns out is my handwriting. Does that make sense? Yeah, it does. So now every year you're going to get a card and you're going to think it's my handwriting, but it's... But why
0: do you think I need a handwritten card?
1: Oh my God. You don't... No, no,
0: no, no, I don't need a handwritten. You could just write out a sentiment.
1: What do you mean? What, like, what? I,
0: I never said I needed handwriting.
1: Just oh, write so out I a can, card. Type so it I can out. Type it out.
0: Send a fucking email for all I care. Just send a nice message once in a really? while. Really? Yeah, once in a while, ice queen. Let's you guys go. heard
1: it first. Yeah. I can type it out. Yep. Wow. Riveting. Okay, so Valentine's Day is coming up, and I feel like it's time to switch it up and not do the whole box of chocolates lingerie dance. You know, you want to just add a little sass. So we've got you guys covered on this, especially in the bedroom, because like we talked about last week, woo, woo for play, that is. So for those of you who don't know what woo is, it is something that I think you guys are going to like, which is a coconut oil based lubricant. It's a love oil that you can take from a massage to in the bedroom. So a few years ago, you guys know I did a blog post on coconut oil as lube, and a bunch of you guys tried it, and we had hundreds and hundreds of messages about how much better the sex was because of it. So Michael and his partners put their heads together and came up with something amazing. They weren't fans of digging their fingers in a glass jar and just thought the product was missing something. So they came together and they said, let's create the perfect lube. Lube that makes sex better. So Woo is an all-natural organic lube with only four ingredients, guys. And like I said, it makes sex better. The ingredients are simple and straight to the point. It's unrefined coconut oil, vanilla essence for a better scent, organic beeswax for a better consistency, and stevia for a better taste. So, yes, you can put this in your mouth.
0: Tastes like cupcakes.
1: It tastes like cupcakes. This is no joke. We actually used it this weekend, so we can say that.
0: Listen, I use it every chance I get. (laughs) That's another thing to mention, you know? Yeah, you can use it alone. You can use it (laughs) alone. Nice gift for the Single on
1: Valentine's Day, get one for your brother. Okay. Oh, I don't know about that. (laughs) Woo for play is perfect for spicing it up in the bedroom. I mean, of course, you guys know we've tested it like a million times, and I can tell you our sex life was immediately enhanced. I just feel like adding Woo to the bedroom adds more intimacy, better sex, and it's just more fun. So basically, also with Woo, we wanted to change the narrative. So this is in the woman's hands. It's on the woman's terms, which you know I love. It's all about the woman feeling confident and sexy and making sex, like we said, better. It's not about needing lube here. It's about just enhancing the whole experience. And I have to mention this because a lot of you guys were asking in the secret Facebook group, the packaging. So the packaging is super minimalistic and chic. It's nothing loud. It's nothing gross. It's this white box. It comes totally incognito to your door. In fact, the box is cute. You would Instagram it. And the bottle is vibey like it's on my vanity right now. Um, it's like next to my nail polishes and my shampoos. It's, it's something that you want to put out. You don't want to hide it. You don't want to throw it under the bed. Uh, you don't want to throw it under the sink. You definitely want to display it. It's actually designed to look pretty on your Instagram feed. That was like one of the goals. So it's super chic. Uh, so it's Valentine's day which is why we're doing this read. I promise you and your significant other will be very much into better sex on Valentine's Day. He will love this. Men are so hard to shop for on Valentine's Day anyways, and they don't want a box of chocolates. They just want better sex. So this is the perfect gift. Slip him some woo with a little love note and get ready for some fun. It's a great gift for your partner or your friend, and it's going off the shelves fast. You guys can order Woo for Play online at www.wooforplay.com, and all TSC listeners will receive 20% off your first order in free shipping. Just use the code SKINNY. That's wooforplay.com, woo, w o o for play, P-L-A-Y.com, and use the code SKINNY for 20% off. I want to talk about my fake cake as the her tip. Okay, Michael, do you know what my fake cake is? I hope you don't. That's good that you don't know what it is. So my her tip is a fake cake. If you're a babe on the budget, this cake is for you. It's something I used to make all the time when I was a bartender. I still make it all the time, and Michael has no idea. You're going to know now what it is. But it's inexpensive to make, and it looks super pricey when it's done. So here's what you do. This is a little secret. You go to the market and you grab a frosting list cake. They make these guys. It's like a cake with no frosting. Sometimes I stack them on top, so I'll buy like three, and I'll stack these frosting list cakes on top. Um, if the market doesn't have it, go to another one because they're all over. You got to get a market that has their cake game on point. I also got some flowers. So normally, I'll get pink and red for Valentine's Day. You could also do pink and white. That could be fun, too. And then if I'm being super lazy, I'll get some funfetti cream cheese, pre-made frosting, or you can just get white, whatever floats your boat. You can get pink frosting, whatever. The pre-made frosting is super efficient. So you take your flowers, your frosting, your cake, you can stack your cake. You can make it as tall as you want. You can make an Alice in Wonderland cake and you cut the flowers to the stems. So they're about one inch long. Then you're going to frost your pathetic frostingless cake. And you're going to put frosting all around the edges, in the middle, all over the cake so you can't see any of the frostingless cake. So now it's like this beautiful frosted cake. Make it look all professional. And then you're going to take your fake cake and you're going to add your flowers around the edges and in the middle. So you're going to have this beautiful big cake with real flowers on it. And I'm telling you, everyone will ask you where you bought it. I have had so many people ask me, that finally I told Jordan, Michael's sister, what was happening, and she went and copied the fake cake for Nico, and he loved it. So just tell everyone that you've been slaving away in the kitchen all day. It's Valentine's Day. You could sprinkle some candy hearts on top. Do whatever you want here. Pretend to wipe some fake sweat off your brow. You know, just a little white lie, especially because it's Valentine's Day.
0: So because it's almost Valentine's Day, my tip is going to be for people that want to get, you know, want to keep it spicy. And I know I'm not doing any kind of read or anything, but you know, I think it's important every time every year Valentine's comes around and I see all my friends, all these suckers and all these got relationships and they're sitting there and everyone does the same thing over and over, right? They go to the dinner, they We've get the We've done chocolates. that. You've been a sucker I'm a, too. I'm 100% been a sucker. <laughs> but my point is is like in a relationship as someone that's been in a relationship for a long time now, I think it's extremely important to switch it up, to try new things, to not get complacent, to not do the same thing year after year so that it's expected year after year.
1: Well, shit, I can't wait to see what you do for me this year.
0: Yeah. I mean, well, we've done so many things that you're running out of options. So you might, you know, you might be careful what you wish for. Um, But no, the point is, is like, don't like, don't just do the same old boring thing. Like the the one piece of advice I could give to young couples or couples, old couples, whatever couples that want to be together, or even if you're in a new relationship, switch it up, try new things, be open, communicate. Which you'll hear in this podcast with your partner about what they're looking for, about what they want. Don't pass judgment. Be open.
1: Are you talking about sex? Like, what? What? What are you talking about? I'm
0: talking about anything. But if that's where your mind goes, are you gonna like
1: ask me some weird question on Valentine's Day?
0: Listen, if that's where your mind goes, then I just
1: want to be clear what I want. I want white roses, and I'd love those Beverly Hills pajamas that I found at the Beverly Hills Hotel. They're pink, white stripes.
0: See, that's pretty basic. You know, you do that every year. I don't do that. (laughs) Anyways, the point is, is like, in all seriousness, don't get complacent. Switch it up. Be open to new things. Be communicative, you know? Is that even a word? Yeah,
1: I don't know, but you know what I think you want for Valentine's Day? I consider myself
0: well read and I don't know if that was a word.
1: Is that foot massager spa place I took you to?
0: Oh my God. (laughs) We went to this Asian spa. That was amazing.
1: It was like this tiny hole in the wall. That Becca from the Lady Gang recommended.
0: It looks like it's sidetracked on my tip here, but that's a good
1: tip to like go to the foot spa.
0: Yeah, great. Um, But anyways, be open to new things. So that's my tip of the week. Don't 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 get stay out of get out of your shell. Okay. Okay.
1: Okay. You guys ready to meet Crystal? Crystal Fuentes founded The Ladies Coach. Her intention was to change the meaning of what people normally think of when they hear relationships. As a relationship coach, it was really hard for her to get around the stereotype of what relationship coaching actually meant for people. A lot of people would shrug their shoulders thinking that there was no need for her since they weren't in an intimate relationship. Crystal wanted to go deeper. Her mission is to help people, particularly women, understand just how important relationships are to their life and why this understanding aids to their overall fulfillment, passion, and purpose. Crystal is a podcaster, influencer, YouTuber, and author, and we are so excited to have her on the show. Welcome, Crystal.
0: This is the Skinny Confidential, him and her.
1: Okay, Crystal. Tell the audience a little bit about The Ladies Coach and how you started
2: it. Oh my God. Um, The Ladies Coach is a site for women, for the modern woman, um, just to help them with their life and relationships. How I started, I used to work um, in hospitality, and that's something that is like I'm super passionate about. I'm super passionate about exceeding expectations and servicing people. And I used to work in the casino where I was like, you know, dealing with a lot of like casino players and I loved it. I loved every part of my job. Um, and it was really cool because I saw people who always thought outside the box and just saw the world differently. There are very eccentric people. Um, but I loved it, but I just felt like, you know, looking at myself 10 years from then that it wasn't going to be something I wanted to do and, um, and I wouldn't feel fulfilled. And, um, So I was at a stage where I met this couple. um, They're like an older couple. They became my mentors, but I met them actually in the casino. Like they were some of my players. And I knew and remembered that they always talked about how they used to coach people because they just wanted to give back. So I remember one day I was working and I like messaged them. I'm like, hey, what about this coaching thing that you do? Could you coach me? Because I'm kind of trying to figure out what I want to do. And, um, and he's like, yeah, sure. No problem. So ever since then I started, you know, seeing their name is Joe and Maureen. Um, I started seeing them every Sunday and I still do. So this is from like, you know, nearly, I don't even know, eight years, eight, eight or nine years ago. Wow. I still see them every Sunday. So they're like my family and they really kind of put things in perspective. But what happened in those sessions and every time that I used to talk to them is, I realized, and this goes back into when I was growing up, because I had some hardships growing up, I always valued relationships. Like, I always valued that. And I think that that was my gift in hospitality. And that's the reason why I enjoyed it so much was like, really finding how to relate to the customer. And, you know, I don't know, like I said, exceed expectations and do things that would have, you know, been out of the norm and make them have like a really good stay. I always just valued that. And I think from when I was younger, you know, and this is just connecting the dots, um, you know, I had a tough childhood with my mom. And I think that it started from like a people pleasing. <laughs> like it's not so good. but I always wanted to please my mom. and um, you know, and I think that that's when I saw that she was struggling because she was a young mom, and I think that that's where it started, like, I just started like trying to figure out the human behavior and like the psychology of why my mom was struggling and all those things. And then I think that kind of guided me into doing hospitality Cause it's like, I'm trying to figure out the customer and I'm trying to figure out what's going to like make them light up. And so it, I think it, it's my gift, but it also became my curse at times. But when I was sitting, you know, with my mentors, you know, all these years I figured out like, he was like, you know, you really value relationships. I think that you need to be doing what I do because everybody comes at Everybody would always come to me with their problems anyways. And he's like, I think that you could really help people with, you know, knowing the value of relationships. So then I was like, oh, okay. So after, you know, figuring that out, I was like, well, I just want to make sure that I'm like, if I'm going to start this coaching thing, I just want to make sure I'm not going to fuck up anyone's life. So I wanted to, you know, just trial, you know, some people and just do it for free for a while and just see, you know, what was going to happen. And what happened was mostly women came to see me. And no matter what they struggled with, whether it was their weight or, you know, they wanted to get a promotion at their job or, uh, you know, they wanted to save their relationship, it all came down to one thing, which is the relationship they had with themselves. And then when I started figuring out that no matter what I was, you know, talking about or what we were, I was coaching them on, it always came down to that discussion, that's when I was like, that's... That's like the core here. I think a lot of people are running around blind, you know, getting in a relationship, starting businesses and doing things without a strong enough why. And that's because they don't really have a strong enough foundation. And what I always say is like the relationship you have with yourself sets the foundation for the relationships you have with others. And I think that that's missing.
0: So when you start coaching, do you pick a, let's say, a specific topic or a specific place to start with people every time? Or is it different every time?
2: It's different every time because they're coming to you for their own reasons. You know, at that point, I didn't didn't say that I was going to be a relationship coach. At that point, I just wanted to see what, you know, where my gift was coming out in. So, you know, Susie Q could say, you know, I'm struggling with these 10 pounds and I don't know why I keep self sabotaging or, you know, like I'm not sticking to diets or whatever. And then Nancy can come and say, you know, my relationship like, you know, is, is struggling right now. And then another person can say, you know, I'm working my ass off at this job and I feel like I'm not fulfilled. So everybody had their own reasons of talking to me and trying to figure out what, you know, is the best, you know, way So was a for lot them. of it
0: like kind of like therapy.
2: Yeah, it was coaching. Yeah. So, I mean, I mean, yeah, when they sat down, I don't think these women knew what coaching was because I was doing it for free, you know, and I, I, I didn't even really understand. So
0: do you kind of like help them get the, out of their own heads and build a framework or like, how does it specifically work?
2: So usually coaching, not so much uh, the same as therapy coaching is, where are you? Okay. Where do you want to be? What do we have to do? Do you know what I'm saying? Yep. Very much a strategic future by design. Absolutely, coaching doesn't so much want to deal with your, you know, mommy daddy issues. Although I do, you know. So, um, but coaches, like if you were to see a business coach, if you were to see any any coach to exceed in whatever you're doing, like fitness, whatever, they're gonna say they're gonna see where you are, and they're gonna be like, okay, hey, what do what do you want though? You know you have to tell them, you have to be clear about what it is that you want. Like if you don't have a clear vision, like. So do you find a lot of people
0: don't have a clear vision when they come to you?
2: 100%.
0: So they come in and they say, I want all these things and you start to get specific with them and ask what they want and they can't, they really can't conceptualize it or like paint a clear picture of exactly what they're trying to do. In which case then they don't have a blueprint to get there. Yeah. So you kind of help them find that vision and then execute on it.
2: Yeah. I think it's, it's also just being clear uh, with them before creating a vision for them, because you don't want to like go and be like, oh, okay, I think this will be great for you. Because, you know, even though you see somebody's potential, um, you'll get disappointed when they're not, you know, when they're not you know, doing it for themselves. So instead of using somebody's potential and make trying so hard to make them see it, you first want to kind of hit them where they are, like, you know, what's, you know what the filters that are like stopping them and clouding them. And I think that um you know that's the hardest part of like coaching or any kind of industry where you're helping someone because I think that the first thing you see is especially when you're starting to coach people is you see people's potential and then you want that like you just get so you want frustrated them to get there right away. Yeah. But they they can't see it. That's the reason they're in front of you. Like so if whether it's their relationship, they're there to blame their husband or their boyfriend, for all the things that are going wrong. He's there to do the same. You know, They're not seeing their relationship vision. They're not seeing what they could be doing or what they want because in the meantime right now, they're just bickering about you know, nothing. Talk
1: to me about confidence and how much this yeah. has to do with confidence. Cause I think that's kind of a word, you know, I, I spoke to you a lot at the Mandarin Oriental over tea and champagne, and yeah. we've talked a lot about confidence.
2: So does that play into this whole coaching thing? Yeah. I mean, confidence is all confidence is, is the ability to trust yourself and trust that what you have to say, what you have to do matters. You know, that's where confidence is. It's very silent, but loud at the same time. So confidence is, you know, trust. And so when you're building relationships or you're doing anything in business or you're doing anything outside of yourself or something that you want to do, you first, like confidence is really important because you have to trust, you know, that first what you want matters. And what you, and sometimes, and this might play into what you do or you guys, um, you know the skinny confidential, I'm sure that when you first started the vision for it, it was hard for you to articulate it because people didn't understand it, you know, especially when you started. And it's like, you have to trust that it will matter, you know, and you, and for you to be consistent with it. So confidence, you know, that plays into a successful business and the sustainability Of anything that you do, whether it's intimately in your business, in your health, anything, like you have to trust and be confident enough to make it happen.
1: How do you help, you know, the women in front of you gain confidence? Like, what are tools that you give them?
2: Well, it's it's different for everyone, you know, Um, because how I coach somebody, you know, how I coach Susie is going to be different from Nancy, but I think the the most important is finding out what's important to them, you know, because that's when you have leverage they can't see their vision as we go back to, um, in order for them to find the confidence, it's to, it's to kind of clear up the bullshit that they've believed. So, you know, and that can go back from childhood that could happen in high school that can happen yesterday at work. You know, it's, uh, this belief that they're not enough, you know, so we have to figure out where that came from. And just like we said, like, where are you? Where do you want to be and what, we, what do we need to do? Well, that's going to be different for everyone. Um, so a lot of things, you know, that I see and patterns that I see with women is either believing somebody or just, you know, growing up in an, with an environment where people weren't doing things that they felt that, you know, for them to dream big or to want a relationship that actually feels good would be just crazy so you just have to, you know, for me, you know, trust and confidence and, and giving them the tools for that. It, it comes from them, you know, like they're giving themselves the tools. Um, but for me, it's it's really just finding out, you know, like what what is what happened. You know?
0: I think that's one of my favorite uh, explanations of confidence I've ever heard. Really, when i was yeah. sitting here thinking about it, confidence is trust with yourself. And now that I'm thinking about it like that, thinking about building. I I consider myself a pretty confident person, but it's because I trust myself. I can see why if you've had issues or you've had problems, you've had people break that trust or tell you you're not great or tell you that you can't do something for your whole life, why you wouldn't trust. Or maybe you've had a failure and then as soon as you have a failure, you're like, oh, I can't trust myself to do that again. So it's an interesting way to put it and I think it's really smart.
1: Yeah. I also think it has to do with Um, Are you going to allow your past to define your future? Like I ask myself that all the time Um, through any hardship I had in my childhood. I I look back on it now and I think that there becomes this fork in the road where you say, am I going to let this victimize me or am I going to let it fuel me? Right. And, you know, I've always chosen to take adversity and let it fuel me um i think i think that that you you do have to make that decision
2: or are you going to let it define you yeah no, you know it's so true and i think also not to generalize but a lot of women str- and a lot of women struggle with confidence because they feel that they get it confused with cockiness you know they get it confused with you know um like women by nature are, are more humble. Like they're more of like, oh, it's not that big of a, I mean, if you take, you know, go to the playgrounds and girl, little girls are playing with each other, they're much more like, you know, oh, your hair's pretty. No, your hair's pretty. You know, guys are always about the one up. Um, that's just by nature. Um, so I think women struggle with it because they don't want to seem like they're, you know, like you bitchy or you know when really it has nothing to do with cockiness cockiness is a fear-based you know behavior cockiness is is saying you you're you, you do x y and z and you have x y and z because you have something you know
0: it's like the guy that has to brag with that he sleeps with so many women it's yeah like just approved it to himself and everybody else that like he's wanted
2: yeah you're like proving yourself you're in seeking mode you know but like confidence is just you know it's it's about owning yourself you know, and just owning who you, who you are, what you have and what you have to give, you know, and it's, and I think that has nothing to do with, you know, showing off. It's everything to do with just like, Hey, this is me.
0: I have another take on it. And sometimes I get in trouble for saying this probably like always. Um, but I think sometimes when people have issues from the past and they use them, like maybe somebody was mean to me or this person cheated on me or this person broke up with me or my mom was mean or my dad was a dick. Yeah, They use it as an excuse to be to not execute. And I think sometimes it causes laziness mm-hmm. and people get really mad when I say that, but really it's like, how long can you complain about circumstances, right? At what point are you going to say, you know what, this is the reality of my life. And there's other people that have had it worse. Other people that have it better. And I'm actually going to take some steps now to get out of that, but it's the people. And I think this is a losing formula and I'm not attacking anybody individually, just a generalization of people that do this. Yeah. When you're constantly whining and complaining about the past and I call it that, cause that's what it is. Yeah. You're not you're not hurting anybody else but yourself. Like other confident people and other winners are not sitting there complaining. They're going and executing. And I think the longer you sit there and say, you know, I didn't have this or this person had that or someone was mean to me or this happened, like that's never going to move you forward. It's only going to drag you back.
2: As a coach, how do you snap someone out of that? Well, it's, sometimes it's hard because they've played this story on repeat. It's like seeing a bad movie. You know, you're just like playing over and over and over again. And sometimes it's like, you know, like people are, um, you know, addicted to the story, you know? Mm -hmm. And so the narrative, yeah. And so it's, sometimes it's hard, but it's, it's just, it's, it's a way to not take responsibility. And it's also a victimizing mindset because as long as you know, you're a victim, then you don't have to do anything, you know? So it's sometimes it's hard and sometimes it's just like a a slap in the face. Like, come on, you know, like everybody's got issues. (laughs) Can you coach Taylor? (laughs) <laughs> oh my God.
0: As he's, as he's in the other room. <laughs> yeah.
2: I,
1: I want to niche down right now and I yeah. want to um, talk about relationships Yeah, and women that come to you that feel they have relationship problems and we can go through all the different scenarios. But yeah. just talk to me if someone comes to you with a relationship problem, what's something that you see that's really common and how do you give them the tools to fix it?
2: Yeah. So some of the things, um, you know, that are common that we talked about was the trust right? Trusting a relationship, but how are you going to trust a relationship if you don't trust yourself? So the confidence is key. I think the number one thing, and this is, this is just all across the board. And I think you've asked me once before what the number one key is to a successful relationship. And everyone thinks it's communication and you know, um, which I believe is important. We weren't communicating very well last (laughs) night.
0: Domestic dispute. She, she was hurting me.
2: Go ahead. Sorry. Um, yeah, the number one key to a, you know, a, a successful relationship is you know, Gary Vaynerchuk says it perfectly. And he said this and I was like, this is exactly what I've been saying to everyone is self-awareness, just knowing yourself. And we talked about that in the beginning, right? We talked about the trust and the confidence. If you don't know what you want, how the hell are you going to get into a relationship with somebody? Like you're not going to know what you value. You're not going to have clear standards for your life. You're just going to blindly get into a relationship and wonder why the fuck it's failing, you know? And so I think so often women are just going into relationships and becoming a chameleon of their partners like wants and needs because they don't know what it is they want and then they wonder why their partner isn't doing x y and z which gets me to the number one killer of relationships which is expectation you know so you have all these expectations of a, of a person and you're frustrated when they're not meeting those expectations so
1: how if you have expectations how do you
2: how do you work that in with your partner to make it work well expectations I strongly advise against, uh, which is really hard because we're human and that's expectation. So don't of. fucking
1: expect me to be on time. Okay. That's a good comeback.
0: Okay. I don't think I expect don't, it. I think I hope Don't it.
1: expect dinner on the table tonight. Yeah, yeah exactly.
0: Yeah. I don't think I've ever expected you to be on time. I think I hope that you're on time. <laughs>
2: um, A lot of people get confused with expectations um, and what I would say is trade your expectations and raise your standards. Like your standards are what protect your values and your quality of life. Expectations are just a fuel for disaster. So to break
0: it down simply, let's say, cause I have sisters, let's say one of my sisters and they're not because one of them's engaged and one of them's I'm single, but let's say one of them's dating a complete scumbag that cheats on her every single month. And then she's in a relationship complaining about it and complaining about the person. So really what she should be doing is saying, if that's not something you want, and this is not the type of person you want, you should ditch that and go for somebody who's not going to do that.
2: Yeah. As opposed to
0: staying and complaining.
2: 100%. I mean, complaining about the person you're with is just useless. Like, I mean, you're choosing this person. It's not them. You're choosing to participate in that relationship. So, you know, relationships are a two way street. I mean, if somebody is doing X, Y and Z to you, cheating and betraying you and doing all these things, you're actively participating in that as well. So it's like you can't just blame your significant other. But but it's not enough to say you should ditch that and find somebody that is better for you. It starts with first of all, what do you, what do you even value in life? What's like important to you? Because you can't really set standards for your life. If you don't even know what it is you're, you value.
0: I also think a lot of men and we'll say men and women run into issues when maybe they get with somebody and let's say, let's just use the example of like an artist, Yeah. right? They get with an artist and this person's very creative and they're happy with like, you know, maybe they make a base income and then most of the time they spend time doing their art and they're not, they're not super ambitious to go and like create some huge entrepreneurial venture venture and then make a, a huge amount of money. Like, and they're happy, right? That person is an artist. They're happy with their life. And that's great. Like I, I'm all for it. I don't think everybody needs to go and, and so make you, all the, you know, do all these crazy things. Yeah. Right. But then the, let's say the wife in this scenario is with that person and they're complaining that the person, that that individual is not going out and doing something crazy. And it's like, you kind of knew what you were signing up for, yeah. right? And I think that I, I've seen a lot of people get in trouble when they get in a relationship and they think they're going to get with somebody and then they maybe don't reach their financial goals that the one person has that the other person doesn't care about. Right. And then there's a fight. And that could be for men and for women. Maybe there's a man that gets with a woman, vice versa. Yeah.
2: So how do you the, deal with that if you're in a relationship? So this is, this is perfect because this is what I, like literally some of the things that we have to focus on and drive down if we're talking about like sustainable relationships. We talked about values, right? You know, when you are choosing a partner, your partner has to have pretty much the same core values. Now, it doesn't have to be exactly the same, but I call values is like the tempo of your life. You know, there are some people who move at a fast tempo where you're going to need a partner that's going to move at a fast tempo with you. If you're with somebody who, um, you know, is moves much slower and because you can tell their values for life, because if I if you were to list some of your the 10 things that you value i can tell you in a second what matters to you and how fast you move in life and you know you and lauren you know doing this together and everything you guys have to in and and having a successful relationship you guys would have to have some of the same core if not most of the same core values personal values can be different you know because that can be just on in the stage of life you're in your business or whatever but core values are really really important for you know when you're trying to find a partner or trying to know but you need to know what you value because then that's like your core that's your gauge to see if somebody's going to work out with you yeah you know
0: 100 percent. like if 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 we weren't both on the same page with like our business goals and, you know, she wants to run around in New York like crazy and and, and I want to stay home and relax, like that relationship's not compatible. Right. I think. Michael you know,
1: calls it simpatico.
0: Yeah. No, I think. <laughs> do you
1: like that word? I love that. I, I'm obsessed And vice versa.
0: If I want to just sit around all day and play video games and not do anything, I don't think that that would work. It's nothing. There's nothing wrong with those two nothing. lives. Right. Like if, if that's what you want to do, that's perfect. Just don't get with somebody and then expect to change them and then be upset when they don't. Okay,
2: 100%. But, but, but
1: let's talk and let's niche down even more. Let's talk about marriage. Okay. So say someone's out there and they're married. Yeah. And they've been married for a while. Yeah. And they start to see that the person isn't, you know, who they thought they were.
2: Yeah. What is your advice there? Okay, well, for me, marriage, I have a different view of marriage, period, just because, you know, Andrew and I choose not to be married. But and that, Andrew is your life partner. Yeah. Just for everyone that's
1: listening. Life partner. I, I just call
2: him my husband because I was telling you that everyone just thinks I'm a lesbian. If I'm like, oh, my life partner at home, they're like, oh, that's so cute. I'm like, okay. <laughs> <laughs> um, so for me, marriage to me is just a relationship, a relationship that you're completely invested in. Um, and you know, with a marriage, there's just other things that are added to it. You know, financially you're building a home together. You're, you know, wanting to have a family together. Th- there's just more to the it. The husband's not taking the trash out.
0: Um,
2: so If you're in a marriage and something changes, so just say a relationship, you're in a, like, we'll just say marriage, but something that, you know, you've been with somebody for so many years and they're a great partner, but something happens you know, what I suggest is just seeing what happened. You know, I think a lot of people get so sensitive and they go into the victim mindset when something, you know, and this goes into the cheating, which I know that we're probably going to get like a lot of women feel um, because they've been in like relationships with a guy cheats or their partner cheats. Um, but a lot of times we instantly turn on the victim card, you know, like we had no part of anything, you know, that we, you know, or that we don't know what just happened. So for me, it's looking at life situations if you've been with somebody for 10 years and then all of a sudden romantically physically or just emotionally you know something happened and they're closed off there, had have, there would have been several signs to begin with, you know, and there would probably have been either a relationship shift or a life shift, or maybe something happened. So did that person just lose their job or did something happen in their family? Did they lose somebody? You know, are you, maybe, maybe you don't understand this or are aware of this, but maybe did you shift in some way? Because a lot of times we're not, we don't look at ourselves, but we behave differently. You know, did you just start a new job? Did you just start a new business? You know, and how are you operating on a day-to-day basis? How are are you, you know, what language are you speaking in your relationship? There's so many different factors. That I feel like so many people neglect because it's so easy to just to point the finger at why your significant other isn't doing X, Y, and Z instead of being like, okay, what happened? You know, you would do it in a business. So what a- did you get a third party involved in that case? Um, yeah. If you literally have no clue, but most of the time, if you sit down with me, I'm going to go back and I'm going to be like, all right, what's happening in business? What's happening with you? What, what's like something that's changed within you? What kind of routine are you in? What, Like, are you starting a new? So there's this thing like right now, all my ladies who are following me, I love, they're in this self-help, like growth journey. And I love it. We all love it. But what happens is that you're going on this journey, and your husband does, isn't on. The, it's just like saying, I'm going to start yoga and expect your husband to do yoga with you. And then you're pissed that he doesn't know everything that you're learning from Tony Robbins and, you know, all the people that we love, you know, and you're because you're growing, but your significant other isn't. And so then you feel like you have hierarchy and that they're not doing anything with their life instead of, you know, appreciating what they do do in their, in your relationship. And instead of, you know, harping on them for not doing X, Y, and Z and not being on your spiritual and self-help growth path, you know, instead, if they see that it's making you happy and see that you're like being able to contribute in the relationship even more because of these things making you happy. It's just like religion. I mean, like, don't do it if it's not going to make you happy, you know? But so many people go through self, you know, self-help and it's not helping them. It's actually ruining everything around them because they're doing it for,
1: The wrong reasons.
2: The wrong reasons. And so, you know, in order to get somebody on the same page, it's like looking at what maybe you are the one that changed and they haven't. So maybe your personal values are shifted, but how can you kind of guide them in a way without expecting them or forcing them to do everything that you do and, um, and encourage the relationship? Because if they see it's making you happy and they feel like they're a part of that, then maybe they'll be more inclined to try it.
1: You know, they could just do what I do, which is um, I never tell him anything. I just trick him Sign to him get to the end. No, I just trick him. I get, I put little traps around to get him to the place I
2: that's want him.
0: That's another way. Like, <laughs> she that's think, actually well, she, another way. She thinks she's tricking me, but like the other day I came home and I forgot to take the trash out. And then they had, we have these, we have in a condo, so we have these like carts. Yeah. And so she piled the cart up with yep. the trash right in front of the elevator. So Didn't literally I had to like, word. to get to the house, I would have to climb over the trash. Yep. So uh, obviously, like that's that is. Genius. That's genius. Smart. Uh, it worked. like a hint though. It's but like it worked. A, yeah, That's my true. point.
1: If, as long as it's efficient and it works. Oh, I'm taking notes. Yeah. I do little things too. I go, oh, shoes on the carpet again. <laughs> you know, like you, how many times do I have to ask to take the shoes off? Anyways, I want to talk about cheating. Okay. I have a secret Facebook group and a theme in there is cheaters.
2: Can you recover from a cheater? What's what's your opinion there? I actually did a recent live, like a Facebook live. Actually, it was earlier in the year, and my question was, can you, you know, recover from cheating? Yes, no, or maybe. And most of my ladies said no, and most of them said maybe. I think um, cheating is just—it's just like a, many different problems in a relationship. There's so many levels, right? There's so many levels. I think that. I'm in the maybe zone. I'm in the maybe. I used to be, hell fucking no, you know, but I'm in the maybe. Only because when you start getting into relationships and start getting into real relationships and you start seeing the dynamic and what plays into relationships – then it's really hard to be black and white, you know, for, you know, especially struggles in relationships. You really have to go. It's just like anything else in, in, in things that you face in relationships, whether it's like having kids and not spending quality time and all those things. Um, there's a difference, though. So if you are just getting into a relationship with someone, and I do, I get emails like this all the time. I've been dating somebody for six months. And I just found out that, you know, he's been hooking up with so many different people. And OK, girl that's like like that's what the fuck you know that's a hard no for me like for me it's like 6 months down the line You know, you, it it really had nothing to do with him. You chose him because again, going back to, you didn't know what you valued. You didn't know yourself. You didn't own yourself and you didn't raise the standards of your life. And most importantly, what you said,
1: there was not self-awareness in that situation. 100%. Like for me, when I was like in college and high school, I almost like expected, like you can't, you know what I'm saying? You have to be super
2: self-aware with yourself. and You have to have standards. Human behavior. You know, like you just have to, like for me, and I think this is the thing with people who are visionary, I think that like, you may not know how to get to what you envision for yourself, but you'll know when something comes along when it's like, eh, no, you know, so somebody will like message you just, just recently, like something for business. And you're like, nope, that's not going to work for me Intuition. because you already know, you already know you're very clear about the vision it may not, you may not have all the steps right away, but when it comes in front of you, you know, it's, it ain't going to work. But what happens is we get in relationships with people and we think that we're going to fix them you know, or that we're the one. And, you know, a lot of people talk about it and I know it sounds cliche, but at the same time, it's like you're getting in relationships with people that you already instinctively know it has a pattern for being the way they are. But something in you is saying, is disregarding the intuition that you have, you know, and where the trust and the confidence comes is when that intuition comes up, you're trusting it and saying, yeah, not going to deal. Not going to deal with you. I have this thing that I've done since I was literally 10
1: years old. And I, d- I just thought of a name for it. It's called Meh. <laughs> and so Meh is what I've done in relationships my entire life. I think this is attributed to my dad. I hope he's not listening. Having a lot of girlfriends. And I saw like the way he kind of treated couple. them. Um, and You know he's listening. Uh,
0: I know. he probably is. always tuned in. <laughs>
1: well, Meh is like I always kind of acted like indifferent to men. Like, nah, I could take it or leave it with you. And it's always really worked. For some reason, I see a lot when a woman leans too much in, the guy
2: leans out. And when the woman leans out, the guy leans in. You want, and thank you so much for saying that, because what you want is both of you leaning in. Like, what happens is that you know what I said before is you become like we're becoming chameleons, like we're just changing ourselves just to fit, you know, the mold of somebody you know that we want to be with. I
1: haven't been a chameleon for you, have I? Yeah, no. I don't think that's the part exact of your opposite.
2: <laughs> um,
0: <laughs> you know, with for me with cheating, I I, I think like like you said, the like if it's six months and you're in and right away, it's happening. It's okay. That should be an indicator. At this point, the reason cheating for me is like a deal breaker at this yeah. point. It's not because like I'm I'm like sitting on my high horse and I have these high morals. It's that at this point, I would rather like if, if you lose interest in someone or you want to have you want to be with somebody else, I would rather Lauren come to me and say, Listen, like this is how I feel. We trust each other, we've known each other a very long time, like we love each other on this level. And just straight up tell me. Yeah. What I where I can't where I can't get past the cheating is when you're trying to sneak around somebody. I look at it as like, you know, when I'm doing business deal with any of my friends, like if I'm not like if I'm not going to fuck them over, you know, I'm not going to fuck my wife over. But if they want to go and do a different deal, they got to say, hey, you know, this deal's not working for me anymore. And I would respect that. Right. I would respect that more than someone sneaking around. I think sometimes people like it's a it's a cowardly thing to do instead of just being like, you know what, I'm over this and I need to go do something else. Like, I Oh, was- my
2: God. I'm thank you so much. I've like that's my number one for me personally, you know, but th- those are the conversations that you have. Those are the standards that you have um, for me. That's not everyone's standards, so. And there are relationships like, okay, you, you're, you're in a relationship for maybe 20 years. You know, for me, like going back, that's exactly how I see it. I said, if you're willing to do that to your significant other, I don't know if I want to partner with you or do anything with you. If I see how you ha- handle like your ethics, I mean, there's so many people in my life that I'm like, oh, no, 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 no. Because as soon as I see how you operate and those are just not my standards, it's just, but that's on all levels, especially, you know, with A business so close to home. It's very personal, you know, so I don't want that kind of energy around me. But as like a coach and like helping women, it's, it's seeing again, what has happened in the relationship, you know? So there, if you go into deep, deep relationships, 20 years, you know, in to a relationship, you know, there were so many different factors that could have happened, um, you know, where both of them were disconnected. And, you know, one of the things that I've learned is that most people, most good people who are in love, like love their, their, their wife or the wife loves a man. Most of the time, they're not cheating for a lack of love. They're cheating for a lack of needs. Now, that's why in the beginning, it's really important that you guys have this clear communication and you're speaking what it is that you want. Andrew and you guys have been together forever, but like Andrew and I have been together for seven years and I've changed my needs a million times. Like, I mean, I'm constantly like having to communicate what it is that I want. What's, uh, give an example of a couple needs. Okay. So in the beginning, like who we were versus now is completely different. Like, and we've done so much growth and all that stuff. But like, just say like intimately, you know. How before, you know, when we started, it was like, you know, you may have been more driven sexually where you're just like, let's get it on, like whatever. Now as you, you know, when you're, you're devoting so much energy to something like, especially like business or you have work or maybe you have kids, you know, all of your energy has been is being taken out and like given to other people. So then maybe intimacy is a little bit different. So maybe I need him to touch me a different way. Maybe I need him to clean up and like, He's a fucking mess, but um, but may, so when I know that he wants to like have an adult meeting, he's already clean. Like I'm, already, I'm, he's like shoving things underneath the bed and like hiding everything and lighting candles, and I'm like, I already, I still know where everything is. Like you didn't clean anything, but like to him, you know, he knows I'm becoming more sensually wired, which is completely different, you know. So how, you know, being sexually wired, which most men are, where it's like you know you can get it on anytime and doesn't. Essentially, wired is I need to kind of I need to kind of regroup. Like, I need something to I need to take my mind off So, for me to get off working, you know, and then just hop in bed is not going to work. You no, know, they got to do a little to, foreplay. Put some fucking I need effort some foreplay. into it. But a, not but I all think, women are like that. I so. think
0: vice versa, right? Like yeah, it's, it's got to be both ways.
2: Both people have to initiate, you know. And there's going to be times. Here's going back to you know you know, the needs in the relationship and why it's important to communicate those needs. And Hey, you know what? This is the stage of life we're in. We're traveling a lot or we're, you know, we have kids to raise and like, this is where our energy is going. How are you? Like, what's up? You know, what is it that you need? Like, how do you want to be touched? How do you want to like, when It's is, that like, easy the best? of a conversation too. you? Like you have other, you have more important conversations about everything in life, but everybody makes sex so taboo, like your needs, like, are so important in an intimate relationship. Like if you don't have intimacy, what do you have? You know? And so for me, it's like, you know, relationships are all about, you know, your light and your dark, you know, your light is you working towards your vision. And, you know, if you do have kids, you guys raising kids or like running a business and like being there for each other emotionally, that's the light. But the dark people forget, like, that's what your intimate relationship is. That's where you can like, you feel trusting and vulnerable of expressing like your desires, you know, and being, you know, you like using the darkness of you to be sexy and to be free and to be vibrant and doing all those things. And so many people just push the darkness to the side. So when I say go back, you know, um, not making cheating so black and white, and this is just for the couples where I feel like there is love in a relationship, but something happened that's when it's like you got you got to take a look at like how are you manifesting and how are you participating in the light and the dark you guys got the light covered but your significant other cheated for the dark you know and so there's a different conversation and so do I like is that my standard in a relationship no you know you're allowed to say it's a hard no you know that's and that's communicating to your spouse in the beginning like no and I like, think
0: that you just have to give a reason why it's a hard no yeah. Like I think a lot of people would understand the reason for me. It's a hard no. Is it's not because like oh you were with somebody else and I'm jealous. Yeah, well you would be jealous, but okay. Of course you'd be jealous. Like, but that, but that's not the that's a, that's a secondary reason. Like the prime reason is that I would hope that after this long, somebody would have like Lauren in this example. It has to do with respect. Would have enough respect for me to come to 100%. me and say, hey, this is what's going on at the time I'm feeling, and not go around my back because, you know, you gotta see, you gotta think like. If, how that makes the other person feel. And for me, like I would never want to put someone in that position. 100%. I would much rather have someone say, Hey, you know what, this is where I'm at. You can't get mad at somebody or or, or pissed off at somebody if, if their feelings change, like yeah. that, that has nothing to do with anything but themselves. Yeah. Right. If they're if, obviously it has to do with the partner, but it, you can't say like, you have to love me or you have to want to be with me. Like
2: right. if it's, it's a choice,
0: if it's cold, it's cold. And if it's not working anymore, you can't force somebody to change and want you, if it's, if it's just not working, it's better to just have the conversation. Hey, you know, I'm not happy anymore. I want to yeah. do something else. And yeah. that's what it is. But
2: people find, um, that kind of conversation is like life or death. Like we're, we're in a, um, I th- I think for us, especially, cause I think that we're also, it takes like, we're going back to the self-awareness and the trust, right? I have standards. Like I'm very clear about them. And I don't care who you are, like, you'll know how I operate, you know, and I, and you might get your feelings hurt or not or whatever. But at the same time that, and I think we all have that in common where in a relationship, it's no different. Like, it's like, Hey, Andrew, this is what I want, you know, and cause I know I deserve it. Can you do it or not? And I think that, and it's the same thing for him. So getting into a relationship is saying, this is what I want. This is what I how I want to be treated, and it's saying, "Are you up to the task or not?" Like it's not a big deal if you're not. I I'm actually gonna pull don't out think, my scroll. Tonight. I don't think
0: that hurts people's feelings, though. I'm no, like, no. I think that it's like when when someone's that upfront yeah. and that clear about it, something, there's really no room for feelings to get hurt because you're like, okay, this is what this person's about. This is what they want. This is what they're telling me is the is the right way to do it. Yeah. And. If that's not going to work for the other person, it's like, okay, at least they told me, I think people get their feelings hurt when someone's not up front and they go into something and all of a sudden they're like, wait a minute, this is different than what I thought it was. Yeah.
2: Um, but go ahead, No, go go ahead. But like, take it back into a relationship in 20 years, like, you know, somebody who's been with somebody for 20 years and you, I mean, there's so many couples on TV that you can take any example from. Okay. And something happened and somebody cheated and there's a betrayal in the relationship and whatever. Um, I know that you said that, like, that shouldn't be something that uh, hurts your feelings, you know. But what's happened is when I start seeing and dissecting relationships, I love it. That's, like, my passion. I, like, look at people. And I'm, like, what happens is that there was a breakdown in communication, you know. So whether it was, you know, somebody expressing their needs and desires and being, like, you know, scolded for it. Um, Because if somebody is coming to you, if you don't own yourself – and you don't know what your partner wants sexually, like let's just use sex and, and um, you know, the dark needs. If, if you don't own yourself and own what you want and you guys didn't have that communication, you guys aren't open to talk about the taboo, I don't even know why it's taboo, but like talking about those things, him expressing, you know, what he wants and his desires are going to be like, oh my God, I can't believe you think like that. I can't believe you, th- like, that's so gross. That's so dirty. So you're already being scolded and judged. And so, and I think that we, at some level, and I think all couples do this at some level, not to that extent, but there's like tiny, and I call this tiny, like mini betrayals throughout the relationship that, you know, focusing on somebody who fin- like finally cheated, you aren't looking at the mini betrayals that you were doing that left him or her not feeling that she can trust herself and what she wanted, you know, or he wanted. Um, and because like, you know, in some way there was judgment for it. And so... You know, when you look at that, that's the gray. You know, that's the gray. And sometimes can you recover from it? That it's just up to the couple. Like for me, you know, and us, like being clear with what our hard nos are, you know, it it but you know, knowing a couple basically gotta
0: recognize the bends in the river. Make sure you're not heading towards a waterfall.
2: Yeah, it's so unique to each couple. And if and if you are gonna repair something like that, um, it takes you participating fully and not, you know, like a lot of people trying to, they say they're forgiving their spouse for cheating but yet hold it against them
0: all the time you yeah know? if you like, forgive somebody then you, you got to move on or you move your on.
2: mannerisms show
1: that you're not forgiving them yeah um so i was listening to this amazing episode that the tony robbins podcast put out and it was a tony and i think her name was esther but i'm not esther ch- perel am i right on yes. that yes okay and they said and i just would love to know your take on this um she said she's a relationship expert. She said that cheating actually has nothing to do with the significant other. It has to do with yourself. Yeah. Does that have to do with confidence? Does that have to do with value, self-awareness? What do you think that she means by that?
2: Well, desire. Like she talks a lot about desire. And so what your goal is, is to remember I talked about the light and the dark. Your goal is to like Combine your light and dark. Know when you guys got to manage life and be there emotionally and know when you guys have to integrate your desires and like be, you know, really spontaneous and dark and like, you know, express like what you're feeling in that moment and like let intimacy flow. Her thing is, you know, um, going back to what I, you know, a lot of people cheating is not a lack of love. It's mostly, yeah, if you go back to them, yeah, of course, but their desire. And what happens is they're not communicating their desires in a relationship for a multitude of reasons. But Esther Perel is one of, she's a genius. It's she's super smart so way. articulate and she is somebody I learned from and I love like just watching her speak because she kind of shines a light on adultery and cheating in a way where people, it was so taboo to now it's like understanding, but it's not even understanding why people cheat and saying that it's okay. It's understanding a core need and you're a human being, you know, and so, and with that we have desires. And so her thing is like, what can you learn from cheating? It's like having
0: the conversation before it gets to the point of cheating.
2: Yeah. Right? And shining it just a different light because the truth is, it's, if it's not just about the person who cheated, obviously it is. I mean, it's not right, but at the same time, um, maybe the other, the significant other wasn't honoring their dark either, you know, so it's maybe shining a light maybe it's an opportunity, you know, so she looks at cheating for some relationships as an opportunity for you to own your darkness. But that all just comes back to you It's situational. Know, so situational. Situational. Which and is why
1: it's so great there's people
2: like you out there, because it, it is situational. It is. Do I, would it be situational for me? I don't know. I don't think so. Like for me, I have the same belief, you know, for me and I'm very clear about my standards and I'm very but you know, for every single person they have a right. So when I did that live and I was like, Is it okay to cheat? Like, is it excusable? And everyone's like, Yes, no, maybe all of those answers are right. Right. Whatever your standards are for the relationship is your standard for the relationship. Whatever your breaking point is, the line in the sand, you need to know it and you need to own it. And your partner needs to be clear, but also take responsibility for the things that you're doing in the relationship and how you're showing up. What I like about you a
1: lot and why I'm so attracted to you is that you're very, you have this non judgmental, um, I don't. Uh, air about you. And I just love that You, you, you get so many people that, you know, maybe are coaches and sometimes you feel judged with you. I just feel like it's like, there's no judgment and you leave that at the door, which is really cool. Thank you. I want you to speak a little bit because I know th- you know that you have your I don't want to say friends, but you know Tony, I don't know if you're friends with him, but you know Tony Robbins pretty well. What's something that you've learned from him that you apply cuz he's like such the ultimate coach
2: yeah. to your own business? Oh my god, I wish I was friends with him. I'm I feel like you kind him. of are though. No, no, we're not friends. But, but, like, but like I know you. Uh barely. Okay, okay. okay. <laughs> <laughs> if that. Um no, I we did the, you know, we traveled with him a lot, like with the group. Um, and it was like the best experience of our lives. Um, I wouldn't say that he knows me, but maybe, maybe by face. Um, I love him so much. And he is, he's the ultimate coach um, in a way where when I was younger growing up, um, I don't know, like going through a lot of the hardships like my mom was a young mom uh she had me like she was pregnant with me at 17 had me at 18 um and she had a lot of anger because of things that happened to her and so there was like a lot of emotional and physical abuse and I have a mixed family I have a very mixed family so my sister's black my step-sister and my step-brother they're black and Thai. so like my whole like I have the United Nations in my family like every race What I loved is that, you know, I used to go like going through like the hardships and trying to figure out why, you know, why I was in that situation. I would see people at school and I'd be like, oh, you guys have such a great life. Like, and I tried so hard to be normal. Like what I loved about Tony the first time I saw him, I remember on TV, I was 12. Wow. And what I loved about him was that he got like, he gets it. And I think that not many people get it. Not many people are able to build, you know, um, be relatable. And um, especially like for me, it's like we grew up poor. So it's like und- he knows how to communicate to so many different types of people. I'm going to bring this full circle right now. He's non judgmental, just like you. He is
1: non judgmental. Yeah. And he's very. Just like you. I didn't put that together until I answered the question. I'm kind of proud of myself for that.
0: And thank also, you. but from <laughs> our brief interactions of watching him is like but he has very high standards.
2: Yes, yeah, just like you. Thank <laughs> you. But just like you. Oh, thank you know, you. his whole story is really inspiring because it's it's again, it's, you know, he came from hardship and then he just created something from like, you it. Know, going back to what you said, you can sit and complain or you can do something about it. And he talks about he was in the middle of complaining and then he figured out like what the fuck am I doing like let me just do something about it and he changed the game and I think that like going through the hardships with my mom by the way I love my mom and I are best friends and she you know she had to go through her whole whole growth and I know a lot of people can't get there with their parents um, but I feel like When you just step outside of the story a little bit, you can see things more clear. Like when you're in the story, you're so focused on what people are doing to you and how they're doing it and like what you wouldn't do that if you just step out and you see that people are human and like they all have their own insecurities and their own, you know, issues and that it has nothing to do with you, then you're able to like see things more clearly and then you're able to be more free. So for me, it was divorcing the story with my mom and making it like that it was about me no my mom struggled you know emotionally um she you know had some things happen to her and like you know once I got out of it I just took myself out of the story then I was able to like actually have a good relationship with her you know and actually understand her and through her you know and and I think Tony does that so well and you know my sister is a hard ass you know she's Her father was never in her life, you know. We have different dads. um, But her father was never in her life. And she just is so, like, I just love her so much. She's such a hard ass, you know. That taking her to a traditional therapist and having her sit down with somebody and having her talk about her life story and all these things, she would just look at them and tell them to fuck themselves. So what do you do with someone like that? So what I would love about Tony is that he's able to – relate to them and break through yeah and that's what relationships are your ability to relate so you guys master relationships every day because running a business you know engaging with your followers knowing what they want that's all mastering the art of relationships that's how you relate in the world and so what I love about him is he's able to do that for Shante and for people like my sister Shante um my thing is just finding what it is that 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 is really important to them, you know, and finding, you know, what when you understand what matters to them, you have leverage.
0: So here's two, two things. One, I would say, and this is just to touch on what we were talking about earlier. I've seen people from all walks of life, right? Um, poor, rich, you know, everything I've seen all walks of life completely fucked up, and i've seen all walks of life completely successful. So for me, i think it comes down to the individual and what they want to do. I don't i, I don't I, I don't think you can use the excuse of where you come from. I think it it's where you end up and where you want right. to go. And then on the second part in terms of relationships and mastering relationships, my take on that is if you want to have a meaningful relationship whether it's with a significant other, a business partner, a friend, an audience, it's always give more than you ask, yeah. right? Like it's always that 51 49 formula. It's like if, if I'm in a relationship, I want to give that person more than I ask, yeah. always. If I'm in a business relationship, I want to give that person I'd more than I ask I'd love a backup tonight. For. You get back rubs all the time. Mm-hmm. But the thing is, I think it's the people that are either making excuses or waiting for the world to come to them and wait. Like, you know, like when those people get in relationships, they're like, well, this person has to do this for me before I do this for them. Yeah. And it's like, no, why don't you try doing okay, something first, giving first and see what happens because most and, of the time it works
2: and giving without expectation percent, like, just do it because it's a part of you you know and if you're doing it for an expectation you're doing it either you know obviously not a strong enough why you know anything that you create in life it's like you have enough to give like you don't need to expect anything in return like you know doing something for another person and them not doing anything back is okay like you're gonna live it's gonna be just fine before we go yeah. what's one book that the audience can read that you think is just really life changing. Or a resource. Anything. Yeah. Or yeah. a resource. Okay. So we mentioned Esther Perel for those of like the ladies who are in a long term relationship and are struggling with cheating. But um, an easy book that is like literally my go-to for everyone who is, is the five lo- love languages by Gary Chapman. Because, you know, we go back to everybody thinks that communication is key for a sustainable relationship. Well, everyone communicates differently, you know? So everyone thinks talking is a way of communicating. Well, you know, M- Andrew is not a talker. Like, he's very introvert. So how I communicate with him is very different. And just understanding how they operate, like how your spouse operates, how they communicate, how they, you know, how they feel loved. And what, you know, understanding that helps you have a better communication you know like and a lot of people just feel like I'm always talking to my husband he just never listens to me or I tell him to do x y and z he never listens to me but that's maybe that's not how he listens you know and so it's just I think that book is it's such an easy read especially for um you know modern people who are just on the go and like they're what are the five five love languages do you know off your top of your head or no oh my god okay okay so there's yeah physical touch there's deeds of service like so you're doing things um, gifts gifts there's um verbal or no words words of words of affirmation it's like validation or whatever And what's the last
0: one
1: I can't can't remember I'll leave it in the show notes okay I'll leave it in the show notes yeah that's a great book I have not read it but I've heard a lot of people say it's amazing I meant that's a great book recommendation
2: yeah um I'm gonna go pick it up it's so good and it's quick to read. So it's like, you know, for anybody who I can't, you know, recommend like big books to people, like it's just not going to be, especially things that are just so, you know, there's a lot of relationship coaches out there and stuff like that. But I like people who are just straight to the point and make it very relatable for people like who aren't in the world, you know, really, really good. Yeah. Book but it sounds like a
0: lot of this, a lot of what we've talked about is really looking inward before yeah. you can look outward Yeah. and fixing things that are going on with yourself. Or maybe not fixing things, but addressing things, realizing it's, things. You know,
2: an intimate relationship is, and all relationships, but specifically intimate, it's a mirror of who you are, you know, and we don't like it sometimes. And so we make it about the other person. And so what I say for any, anything, you, you can be single right now listening to this, you know, how you operate out in the world and your fulfillment in life is how well you're mastering who you are and like how you're owning yourself going back to the confidence and trust if you don't know what matters to you what like you're not going to have like quality relationships around you you know so if you know what matters to you you're going to have the right people in your life your inner circle you're going to have you know and this doesn't even have to be intimate just like you're gonna have like friendships that cater to that ultimate vision you know you're going to have partnerships that cater to that ultimate vision but you got to know where you are and I think that that starts with knowing what you value.
1: Where can everyone find your fabulous videos and your podcast where you talk about all this and more? Yes, uh, theladiescoach.com. And your Instagram handle?
2: ladiescoach.com.
1: Okay. And she has a podcast. You have a YouTube channel. I'll leave everything in the show notes and we'll certainly give you a good intro. Is there anywhere else? If someone wants to email you, how can they contact you? Um,
2: Well, they can follow me on Snapchat. Perfect. at Crystal Fuentes. And And I heard you're great on Snapchat
1: from multiple people. Oh,
2: really? Yeah. Bless. Yeah. We'll Uh, link
0: everything in the show notes. And you do
2: a great uh,
1: Instagram live, I have to say. I love it. Thank you.
2: I'm trying to learn from you.
1: Yeah. Oh, God. (laughs) Have a glass of champagne.
2: Thank you for being here. Thank you for having
1: me. Guys, just a few things before you take off. Do you want a short, cute, fun, flirty email from me? Tipsy Thursday is a quick email with lots of value that includes five tips from me. Last week's was all about sex. So this is like a very fun, spicy newsletter. It also includes my favorite song of the week show book, wellness tip, random tricks, and lots of easy beauty tips. It's super short pretty, and just a little TSC aperitif for you. To check it out, just go to theskinnyconfidential.com and click Lauren Everett's and then subscribe. Drop your email in the box and you will get the next one, which goes out on Thursday. Happy reading. Secondly, as always, giveaway time. To win a TSE meal plan, simply tell me your favorite part of this episode with Crystal on my latest Instagram. And lastly, as always, if you guys rate and review the podcast, please screenshot it and email it to asklauren at theskinnyconfidential.com and we will send you my five top beauty hacks straight to your inbox. Thank you guys always for your attention. We love you. This episode was brought to you by Woo for Play. Woo for play is an all natural and organic coconut love oil. This personal lubricant is the perfect Valentine's day gift for you and your lover or for just yourself with only four all natural ingredients. This product will enhance every sexual experience. It's also edible and can be used for an intimate massage. Woo for play is giving all TSC him and her listeners 20% off and free shipping when using the promo code skinny at checkout. So go to www.wooforplay.com and use code skinny at checkout. Trust me, you'll thank us later. Happy Valentine's.